0: Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney.
1: And I am Carl.
0: This is episode 63, and we're discussing, is it finally cool to like anime? Being an anime fan, then versus now. We won't be talking about anime itself, I think, so there won't be any spoilers, but you've been warned?
1: I <laughs> guess, <laughs> yeah.
0: But yes, I hope that, uh, or we hope that everyone had a good holiday weekend by the time this drops will have just passed the thanksgiving holiday for those who celebrate um and i guess in countries where it is celebrated because i think i've seen some tweets um of people around the world who i guess celebrate thanksgiving
1: i know like certain other countries they do have a thanksgiving or like something similar to it on a yeah different um month or day of the year
0: well either way hopefully everyone had um an enjoyable time eating lots of food and being with friends and family. I know I'm extremely exhausted. I, I felt like I got hit by a truck when I woke up this morning because I ate just too much. Just just an extraordinary amount of food.
1: Which is the point. <laughs> so,
0: And my body will be hating me for it for like the next two weeks. <laughs> so a couple of things we want to mention before we really dive into things. Let's start with the live action Cowboy Bebop you're going to be watching it you've started it where are you at with that
1: i am actually nowhere with the live action cowboy bebop (laughs) um i think i mentioned before my original plan was to watch the anime before the release of the live action that didn't happen so i am currently watching the anime and i don't know which watch through um this is because i've watched the show multiple times but i gotta say like i i still enjoy the show so much like, the humor still holds up, the drama still holds up, the, you know, the, the cast of characters is so unique and diverse. Um, the voice acting the yes, still holds up. It, it It is phenomenal. Like, I know it, it's probably cliche to say, like, Cowboy Bebop is such a spectacular anime, but it really is, like, I, I can't explain it. And so the, the live action has a lot to live up to, and... I, again, I've been hearing good things about it, some okay things. Um, I, I would say it's had a pretty lukewarm reaction overall um, from from the viewers. One of our friends did spoil um, a, a major plot point that shows up, I think, towards the end of the, the 10 episodes. So wasn't really happy about that. But then I saw that same <laughs> spoiler on IGN. Um, yeah
0: IGN's been ruthless they don't care anymore <laughs> yeah
1: but I mean it, it's nothing like I guess drastic but looking at that spoiler kind of put me on the fence about the show but again I will reserve my full judgment for when I actually watch and once I do watch um, I will be doing a review of that live action Cowboy Bebop adaptation which you will find on Patreon
0: Yes, for any of our, our patrons out there, you'll get to hear Carl's raw, uncut wow. <laughs> opinion about the live-action Cowboy Bebop. Um, maybe I'll be there to just uh, hear how it is. Maybe I won't be there. I don't know. We're still deciding on that. Um, but if you're you're interested in that or interested in exploring our, our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash the Strictly Series. We do have other stuff. Um, So, of course, this live action review will be part of our bonus episodes. We've got our pre-shows up there, our show schedules. Um, You can send us questions to answer on the podcast, Um, fun things like that. So, yeah, it's patreon.com slash the Strictly Series. But on the topic of Cowboy Bebop, before we move on, I mentioned several weeks back that um, I was getting my first anime tattoo, and I finally got that fairly recently, and um, I don't think I've shared what it is. So this is a perfect – tie-in because my tattoo is actually um spike and ein from cowboy bebop it's my one of my top three favorite anime as is yours um and i i couldn't think of a better pair of characters to get a tattoo of because spike is just classic i mean he's he's one of the best characters out there in my opinion and of course ein holds a very special place in both of our hearts because of um, our old pup that we recently said goodbye to. Um, he, that's his namesake, Ein, and he was he was the best pup. So I'm still waiting on the tattoo to to heal and and look nice, but I plan on posting a, a picture on our Instagram page and maybe on our Twitter as well. So if you want to see that, when it goes up fairly soon, um, our Instagram is at the Strictly Series and our Twitter is at Strictly Series.
1: I gotta give major props to the tattoo artist um, that put together the design well we got you got a little bit of help from our our friend jason
0: yes our friend jason who designed our logos for the strictly series strictly anime and strictly jojo um he helped me bring my tattoo to life so thank you jason i appreciate you (laughs) (laughs) and then um the tattoo artist is david sugihara um, based out here in chicago and he did a, a great job and I'm just very very happy with it. So yeah, hopefully I can get a picture up soon that so that you guys can see what uh, what my tattoo looks like. And now every time I get a new tattoo, I'm like I want another one already. Like I'm ready. Let's let's so let's get more tattoos.
1: It <laughs> always happens with a lot of people who get tattoos. Right? I
0: know they're very addicting. Tattoos and piercings are, are pretty addicting. But I'll hold off. I'll give myself another year or so before I get another tattoo. And then going back a little bit about how you mentioned that there are some spoilers out there for the Bebop live action. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Netflix likes to dump all of their episodes at one time, Hmm. and that ties into the other thing we wanted to talk about real quick, which is the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean soon-to-be premiere um, Hmm. on Netflix, which will also be a dump. We've talked about this a couple times, but it's a 12-episode dump that's going to be happening, and I just, I don't know, your your experience with the live-action Bebop makes me nervous about the Stone Ocean release because... The problem with dumping multiple episodes at once is that if you aren't quick enough to watch them, you're going to get spoiled.
1: We're going to watch them all anyways. Oh, (laughs) hell yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. But for the people who can't, I'm sure that's that's scary. You either have to avoid social media like the plague until you are able to watch all of them um, or just brace for spoilers, probably. Um, And then
1: IGN will post an article with spoilers (laughs) five minutes (laughs) after the release on Netflix. Yeah, yeah,
0: 100%. (laughs) Um, But for those of you who are JoJo fans and are, you know, excited as we are for Stone Ocean and are interested in a review series on that, um, join us over at Strictly JoJo, our other podcast, starting December 6th for our weekly Stone Ocean review series. We'll have that going pretty soon here. The actual season premieres on December 1st, but our first episode going through all of Stone Ocean will start December 6th. With all of that said, let's get into it. Is it finally cool to like anime? That is the big question It's called this anime, dad. <laughs> we, we wanted to explore being an anime fan then versus now because the landscape has changed drastically. The culture has changed drastically. The community and the industry have changed drastically. And I think it's worth kind of exploring that. And the idea for this topic came up because I saw a tweet or at least a a screenshot of a tweet, and I'll read it off here. We'll post it on our Instagram and and Twitter um, pretty soon here when this episode actually releases. But the tweet says, back in my day, we didn't have anime merch. We just had to print pixelated photos of Inuyasha and tape them to our school binders. And let me tell you, I have never related to a tweet about anime harder (laughs) than this one, because that's literally what I had to do. That was literally my experience as an old-school anime fan, if you want to call it old-school. I mean, we're not that old, but... Our our generation has gone through a lot of changes in the anime industry or anime community.
1: Yeah, you're talking like two thousand versus twenty twenty. Yeah. I mean (laughs) I a lot. Yeah. I really got
0: into anime probably when I was like ten years old or so. Um, so it's it's been a long time that I've I've like been a pretty big fan of it. Like I, I watched it casually as most kids did with Pokemon Sailor Moon, all that stuff. But my my fan, being an actual fan of anime, probably started when I was like ten years old. But yeah, I mean, it's a long time for an industry to go through changes and, in this case, become more mainstream. That's kind of the stuff that we wanted to talk about. I do want to try to find because I think it's somewhere here in our house. I want to find my. um, I didn't have a binder, but I had a school planner where I had cut out like printed pixelated pictures of a bunch of stuff in the back pages of my planner and I think if you flip through it it starts off with like a bunch of pictures of NSYNC. And then if you keep going further back, it then becomes like my Ino Yasha picture. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm
1: curious. Who was your favorite NSYNC member?
0: J.C. Shaze. Oh,
1: my sister would hate you. <laughs> Why? Who, who does she love? She loved uh, Justin Timberlake. Of, of course she did. <laughs> With of his did. ramen noodle hair back then. <laughs>
0: you know what, though? Props to all the fans of Chris Kirkpatrick, because he probably had the least amount of fans, oh, but, right. you know, the guy can sing. I, I think so, anyway. Had he all Chip all those, Skylark. had all the
1: beads in his hair. Remember that? <laughs>
0: He's like the the more unfortunate looking member of the group, but probably one of the more talented ones. Um, but yes, yeah, so I want to find it and if I can find it, I'm gonna I'll post pictures on our social media because I think that'd be fun to to look through that and embarrass myself. I know in my bedroom at home when I was in junior high, I did the same thing but I had like full pages of pixelated pictures of Inuyasha, and my walls were yellow and I hate okay, I don't hate I, I dislike the color yellow. My mom wasn't willing to to paint my room at the time. So I just decided to cover it with a bunch of anime pictures. And let me tell you, I printed so many pictures of Inuyasha, Yasha, Cowboy Bebop, and um and I think Pokemon. Just all over my walls.
1: Wow, what a weeb.
0: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's start off with um talking about very briefly our anime origin stories, how we got into anime or how we discovered anime. And we'll keep it high level because we're planning to do a future episode here on Strictly Anime where we actually dive into how we got into anime. Uh, But I think it'd be good to kind of have a little bit of context going into today's discussion. So do you want to start or do you want me to start?
1: I think you can start. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. So thinking back, uh, again, I really got into anime... When I was about 10 years old. Um, and before that, I had always watched Pokemon, Cardcaptor, Yu-Gi-Oh, Sailor Moon. Like the usual shit that I, you know our generation grew up on. But I feel like I truly discovered anime when I was watching Adult Swim and came across Inuyasha. I thought it was so cool to see an animated show that was super dark and had blood and, and mature themes to it. And it was also my first time seeing a more mature less kid-like version of the anime art style and I was immediately hooked. I didn't even know what the term anime quote-unquote was so I called them fantasy cartoons just to try to describe like the the obvious differences between what I was seeing in Inuyasha versus like the other shit that was on like Cartoon Network and uh, Nickelodeon and I kept calling that until I did research on Google and kind of fell into this rabbit hole of discovering the world of anime. Like, I, I Google searched Yasha because I was like, I want to know more about this, this anime with the sundere character who's a half demon. And then I was like, oh, what is this word called anime? What is that? And then that was it. My fate was sealed. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? What was your, your origin story?
1: I think I've, I'm more of a late bloomer when it comes to um, discovering a passion for anime. I think like you and a lot of kids, um, I grew up watching Pokemon in the mornings if I woke up early enough, and that was probably like my my first real foray into anime before I even knew it was anime. Um, and then towards like high school age, I when we my parents had cable at our house, I would briefly browse through Adult Swim's block or the Toonami block, and I would catch glimpses of Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell. Um, Didn't really think much of it, but I think that's when I started to realize, because I had this like mindset with anime after only having watched Pokemon that anime was just like all about these kind of like kids cartoons, similar to like Nickelodeon. I never realized that it could explore other sorts of genres or more adult topics. Um, So that had kind of piqued my interest, but I'd never really invested and watching those shows again, I would just watch them if they were if they happen to be on at that time during the night. And then it was actually around college, uh, around the time I met you, um, when I actually discovered like how how vast and varied anime can be and how enjoyable it can be. And I think it it had started with um, watching Attack on Titan because um, I think that kind of broke the barrier of what anime could be considered like it still had its share of your typical anime tropes that I learned over time but it was one of those things that was all, acted like a gateway um much as Cowboy Bebop did for a lot of our generation um and I I just went down a rabbit hole from there
0: <laughs> I feel like Attack on Titan is one of the more extreme gateway anime because you could pick like anything right you could there's a lot of great anime out there that can get somebody who's not an anime fan at all into anime that's much softer and, like, easier to digest mm-hmm. than fucking Attack on <laughs> Titan, where, like, in the first several episodes, it's just, like, gore and, like, just humans dying everywhere, and then you dive further into it, and suddenly the lore opens up, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? It's that, that meme with the math equations kind of circling yeah. your head. I, I find it so fascinating, kind of a side note, that Attack on Titan is one of the most... Um, common gateway anime for a lot of fans Mm -hmm. and i'm like holy shit like that's just crazy to me (laughs) yeah i
1: I think from my perspective it was because around that same time um the walking dead was like super popular oh yeah and so i had just grown so desensitized to like gore and blood (laughs) and violence and then you told me about this show i was like okay i'll give it a shot and then on the flip side i think from the lore standpoint um it was just so fascinating because I, it kind of reminded me of watching and or reading and watching like the Harry Potter books and films Harry Potter? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? Attack on Titan and Harry Potter? That's like I'm the saying, first like, time I've saying like because that of like
1: the way that you know they develop the characters and create the lore around the show so it's not just all this blood and violence. Um, oh, okay. I think <laughs> that's why like I had got, I had drawn myself so much to watching the show because of those two things. Um, And like I said, it 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 just went out down a path to to nowhere from there.
0: (laughs) And here we are now. Yeah, I feel like for me, I ascended pretty quickly from entry level anime fan, like casual fan, to full on fucking weeb, really quick. Like when I discovered Adult Swim anime or their anime block, like that's when I just like shot straight up into the sky. The heavens opened up, and I became a weeb. But for you, it sounds like, like would you say you're, you became a full-on weeb that quickly? Or would you say Attack on Titan kind of got the ball rolling, but maybe at a later point is when you, you've identified as a weeb?
1: <laughs> I think Attack on Titan got the ball rolling. Um, and then that, because we had watched, you had mentioned a couple of shows, and we had put together a watch list and gotten through that. Um, and that just started to develop more. And... I think also that combined with attending anime conventions, (laughs) that also just started to pique my interest more. Um, Because I was always wary too with anime. Like, again, there's so many different kinds out there. Um, But we would have friends or I would see posters or booths that were promoting certain shows. And I think that just also made me curious to watch some of them or, or watch some of the ones that our friends were suggesting
0: yeah I feel like um, our friends shout out to Confam. Um, they they help with us kind of getting into certain anime because of the pure like appreciation and love they have for certain shows. Um, and to be honest, a good chunk of the stuff that I've put on my my mal or on my watch list is just from the hype itself. like there's to me there's a reason something is so popular. there's a reason that something has so much hype behind it. And it's not necessarily because it's super good or one of the best anime ever, but because there's something special there. And and it's nice kind of having that community and being able to share that excitement with other anime mm-hmm. fans um, and use that as a way to discover new shows. But thinking about being an anime fan back then, and for us back then was, um, again, when Adult Swim had their pretty strong anime block. Um we kind of live through what's considered the golden age of anime we're talking like 2000 i don't know three four to like oh mm-hmm. seven oh eight maybe 09. um those years were absolutely fucking amazing for anime but i don't know like i think I, I struggled being an anime fan with like accepting it and feeling comfortable sharing my love of anime when i was younger So there's this me. I don't know if it's a meme or what it is, but we saw his shirt at one of the anime conventions that we go to (laughs) a long time ago. And the image is on Google, so you can probably look it up. If you just Google, it's called Anime Dad, you'll find it. It's like this somewhat... um... It's called Anime (laughs) Dad. That was my reference
1: from earlier. Yeah,
0: it's like a somewhat amateur drawing of an anime character with purple hair and he's like sobbing his eyes out. And what is this fucking font called?
1: Comic Sans. Yeah, in
0: Comic Sans, it just says, it's called anime, dad. And I'm like, this is just such a great way to summarize what it was like being an anime fan back (laughs) in our day. (laughs) Because really, we were just very misunderstood. And I'm sure a lot of our parents were very fucking confused.
1: Side note, I want to get this shirt. It's again. so fucking funny. You you
0: should. 100% you should get this shirt. I, I should
1: have got it that one time we were at the convention. And, and we I saw it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not too late unless the supply chain slows it down. But yeah, you should get it. But for me, I think I maybe I had a unique upbringing, maybe not. But my parents were actually pretty open-minded about a lot of things when we were kids. And to be honest, me becoming obsessed with anime... Um, was not as much of a concern for them because I was super fucking goth and like back in back when I was they were younger. More worried about that. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> like getting into goth stuff and becoming a goth probably desensitized them to my transition from going like goth to fucking weeb. Um So they're probably like, you know what? We already we've already seen the worst of it. This is fine. <laughs> Between it's the lesser of two evils. Um, but yeah, like they they were really cool about it. They were just like, okay, like you like anime that's that's fine it's no big deal (laughs) i mean your parents never really talked to you about anime right or you never talked to them rather about anime
1: no i i kept to myself i would say for most of my childhood (laughs) like i mean they knew i had certain hobbies but um as i mentioned like i really didn't have like a childhood experience with watching anime the only thing i can find synonymous with i guess everyone else's childhood experience um is some uh, similar to like me i i grew up on like again harry potter and that franchise um but you know i think in my my grade school it was still considered kind of nerdy to get into all that fantasy and magic stuff um so i i just kind of kept that to myself um and like I, i eventually got my sister into it which is a whole different story um but I, I would say, like, that that experience is, is kind of similar. Again, it's, it's something that's so niche, at least when we were kids. Like, we would think it's something, something so not out there, like, too out there and not too normal for us to really, like, share the love with other people.
0: Yeah, I think, again, going back to, like, my transition from—well, I liked—I loved anime while I was a goth, but I was more— open about being a goth than about anime until like I don't know I don't know at at some point I just you know cared more about anime than I guess about being goth but either way um I think my parents assumed because I eventually got out of that phase of being goth as they call like a phase or whatever um they probably assumed I would get out of this phase of liking anime um but here I am as a fucking adult and I still love anime to the point where we started an anime podcast. Mm -hmm. So clearly they were wrong about that one, but that's okay. And they they know still to this day that I love anime. I mean, they know that we've been going to anime conventions. Um, 2022 will be my 20th anniversary of cosplaying and going to anime conventions. So I think they've accepted at this point that I'm going strong on this and this this train is not stopping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Side notes because we're talking about our childhood ex- experiences for those of you out there who don't know there's a youtube channel um that goes by sylvanus
0: oh my god um, he's so fucking yeah, funny yeah
1: he has like he does videos of that are related to anime of like people experiencing anime or um like certain tropes in anime uh real quick if, if you hear a garbage truck yeah, in the back um they're doing <laughs> dumpster pickup it's so. garbage day <laughs> yeah um but yeah so Vanus had a video that we thought was just really great um kind of ties into this topic which the title of is people who used to bully you for watching anime
0: oh my god that video was so just like real it was so yeah. good because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's first it shows like the um the, these two characters you know back again in the golden age of anime um and then it compares those two characters several years later um where an anime has become cool <laughs>
0: it's kind of like the roles are reverse like the mm-hmm. the weeb character from back in the day gets teased by the non-weeb character and then flash forward they they reverse roles where the weeb is still a weeb but then the non-weeb starts to get into anime but you can tell like they're very they're a very entry-level um like weeb and so the the long-standing weeb is like bro are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but like it's that's kind of the concept of it, and it's worth watching. Actually, a lot of his videos are worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of similar to my experience. So like in junior high, I was fairly open about loving anime, um, but that stopped real quick when I got to high school. I started to feel only slightly more open about liking anime um, in college when I br- briefly joined the anime club which is funny enough where I got introduced to Tor- Toradora, one of my all-time favorite anime. But I, I didn't stay in that club for very long because I still felt like there was this stigma about anime. And to be fair, no one in college gave me shit about liking anime, the few that knew that it was one of my passions. It was just, you know, in general, like the the culture, the, the society, because we live in a society, we live in a society <laughs> had, I don't know, like this stigma about it still. Um, and I think because I tried to hide my weebness for so long, I also kind of felt less motivated to watch anime, and I realized joining that anime club in college that I knew far less about what was popular, or like what good anime was, so then I felt kind of defeated, like oh man, I have so much catching up to do with very little time, um, and it just kind of felt like a, a hopeless situation for me. It sounds probably way more dramatic than it was, but... But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just was interesting going through high school. Of course, high school is a place where you're probably not going to, at least back in our day, advertise that you're you're a weeb. Um, but in college too, I just I felt uncomfortable about it. I felt like, I don't know, there really wasn't anyone that I could talk to about anime. Um, and it just wasn't like the place for me to, to share my love of it. Because I, I felt like it would fall on deaf ears as well.
1: Yeah, for me, I think high school, college, my focus was more on like video games. Um, so not particularly anime. Again, that mostly had started up in college, um, but I only, like even then, I think the only people I really shared like that passion with, um, anime w- with, was with you and just a handful of our college friends. Um, cuz a majority of them, like like they knew like we watched it, but it was hard to kind of connect with them over those kinds of things. Um, so in, in my own way, I I still had to keep it to myself.
0: And I think a large part of it has to do with the availability of anime and anime related things. Like thinking about anime shows, we didn't have nearly the availability of, of anime that we do now with streaming services. Adult Swim was a fucking godsend to anime fans back in the day. Like our, our entire generation of anime fans basically was birthed from anime. Adult Swim, Toonami, and probably 4Kids TV, um, which I'm less familiar with, but uh, I still watch some stuff on 4Kids. And for the longest time, I didn't realize dubs were not the original form of shows because I didn't know that Japanese voice acting with subs was a thing until I saw like a subs versus dubs debate on some anime forum. Um, And then on top of that, Adult Swim never played OPs. So my mind was blown when I discovered all of these great OPs for these shows I was watching. Uh, and I think a lot of that was with kind of the the uprising of YouTube. YouTube opened up a lot of doors for the availability of anime, but also just the exploration of anime.
1: <laughs> when I think of YouTube in its early days, I just think of you would get like five-minute clips of episodes yeah. and you'd have to <laughs> like string them together to get a coherent thing. And, you know, half the time the audio is just sped up. Like because <laughs> you know, they want to avoid copyright or whatever, or it's just really pixelated, like in 480p or whatever.
0: Yeah, I remember watching entire anime series but like in a million parts like one episode would be like episode six part ten and you'd have to go through all of them and watch them in like in order but have to like hunt down the order because they didn't always have like an automatic playing or someone didn't put together a playlist Mm -hmm. so you'd have to stop after five minutes of an episode and find the next part and then watch that next five minutes. (laughs) like the dedication we had just to be able to watch stuff that wasn't available again on toonami adult swim four kids etc it was pretty hardcore. Yeah.
1: We crawled so you could run. Yeah. It, basically. <laughs> um, but even before that, again, before the dawn of YouTube and, you know, these other video services or like streaming services, it was hard to watch I thought it was hard to watch anime and that's why I didn't really get into it in my childhood, because you had to like watch it weekly at a certain time in order to to get the story. Like even Pokemon was hard to follow because like I said, I didn't wake up early enough every day or every week or however however um, frequent the new episodes would come out. So I would just get lost in like what the fuck happened to Ash this time.
0: A hundred percent. I had the exact same experience with Inuyasha because when I discovered it, it was like a third of the way into the series. Um, so I had to start watching it from one third in follow it as best as I could till they got to the I mean it wasn't completely finished but till they got to the the end of whatever part of the show that they were on the whole thing has like 167 episodes of, it was probably like I don't know 50 episodes let's say and then adult swim would start back at episode one again so I was watching things out of order um and then I I got lucky because the tv the tube tv in my bedroom had a um, like a vhs player on the bottom that could actually record stuff
1: High tech.
0: I know, right? (laughs) My parents spoiled me in that sense because I was able to, since Adult Swim aired so late and I had to go to bed for school, uh, I was able to set up automatic recording when Inuyasha came on those particular nights, and then just watch them after school the next day. So I was, I was able to not miss as much of the show as I'm sure a lot of kids um had to had to deal with and again like i was 10 11 years old when i was watching this um so to try and piece this somewhat complex story together through like watching the show backwards essentially and piecemeal was very very difficult
1: again we had to crawl so you could run
0: (laughs) but going back to the 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 birth of youtube and and the annie what do they call it annie tubers any any whatever um the that was really nice for me because i learned about a lot of new anime series outside of again like the adult swim and toonami bracket um through youtube thanks to amvs and a bridge series when something would go essentially viral because like an amv came out that was absolutely amazing or there was like a, a hilarious a series i was able to discover a new show that way but even then it was still difficult to actually watch the show properly without having to, you know, like, deal with the dub only or pirate stuff by sailing the seven seas and all that stuff. Um, LimeWire was a big help there for sure. Yeah,
1: if you didn't end up getting, like, those 50-second audio files of what was, like, a Bill Clinton in person. Oh, right?
0: yeah, or, like, fucking, <laughs> I don't know, Rick Rolled or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, there was a lot of struggle being an anime fan back in the day, even down to things like... um anime ops and eds i got really into utada because of kingdom hearts not really because of anime and then do is infinity because of um, their eds for inuyasha and i remember going through message boards because you know full-on weeb. i wanted to talk to other people about these amazing um, j-pop bands and, and the shows that they were tied to on different message boards and forums um, and that was still like very much a struggle because it was hard to get a hold of that music or get a hold of cds and stuff Versus, again, now where that shit's so readily available, you just open Spotify, and there it is. Your entire anime soundtrack is on Spotify.
1: And even back then, I think it's, it's much easier now to, like, search for Japanese songs or whatever because, like, the internet has become a wealth of information. Um, but I remember, like, there were certain times where, back in the day, like, I would want to, like, search a song but I didn't know the title because the song was in Japanese. <laughs> I didn't know how to search for it back then. That, Like I said, like the internet was still um, in its its early stages.
0: In its infancy. Yes. And, and yeah, to that point, um, I remember specifically loving The Real Folk Blues, which is the ED for Cowboy Bebop. And I wanted that on my iPod. Yes, my iPod. That's a, that's a throwback. And... I could only find, through LimeWire, I could only find a version of the song where it cuts off at the end. So for years, and I, I'm talking years, 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 like five to eight years, I had this version on my iPod where it just caught off at the end. And then I found the full version. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a ton of this song left at the end that I never knew fucking existed. <laughs> and even to and this day... It just day, goes on. <laughs> like, yeah. That song just song goes song on just and on. It just infinitely goes on. But even to this day, when it comes on in our Spotify playlist, I'm so conditioned to thinking the end, the the song abruptly ends at the end that when the rest of the song keeps playing, I'm like, oh, shit. That's right. There is more song to this, this ED. Hold
1: <laughs> well, on. I have another, like throwback question uh-oh so you you would rip these songs like mp3s off the internet right and then you like import them into itunes
0: yes like like many of us back in the day I would right. do that. <laughs> statute of limitations guys
1: um did you also, copy and paste artwork of the album into iTunes, and then clean up the title and artist name.
0: Hell yes! As <laughs> pixelated and low res as those album artwork images were, I would do it.
1: Oh man, because I saw like a a meme of that a couple of years ago, and I was like, I thought I was the only person who would go through that, like go through that effort. But that <laughs> and just now takes me on back.
0: on Spotify, that shit's already taken care of for right. you. It's like, yeah, it's so easy man the struggle thinking about this now the struggle we went through as anime fans back in the day Mm -hmm. i i don't know if i could do that again like just knowing that convenience exists that it's out there with streaming and spotify and all this stuff i don't know if i could ever go back through that again the dedication was real
1: and i think you you briefly mentioned the availability of of merchandise oh my god yeah so i i want to just bring in my experience (laughs) for that um As I said, like, I was really into Pokemon, like a lot of other kids were, and that being our first glimpse at anime. Um, And, you know, I wanted to get, like, a a Pokemon shirt. And so my mom and I, like, we walked through the mall that was close to our house, and I remember there was, like, a booth. You know, like, you still see those booths, or maybe they're full, like, storefronts now, where they they print out graphic T-shirt designs. Um, They they were kind of like spray painted or whatever. Um, But this one had like a a Mewtwo (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. It was just a really loud t-shirt. Like it had Mewtwo and like explosions in the back and some wording. Explosions? I I, I don't know. (laughs) Like I wish I still had the shirt, but I'm pretty sure my mom donated it. Um, But yeah, it was just a really loud t-shirt with like the artwork that was depicted on it. But like that was my only like real access to like, Pokemon, quote-unquote, merchandise. Because um, there was official merchandise, but it was, it was hard to come by. Um, and again, there was no internet where you could just purchase it, like, on Amazon. And similar to that, even just, like, buying anime figures, there was a separate mall, or a separate kiosk at the mall. It was also called Too Cool, by the way.
0: Oh, boy. Too cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and they had... They, they had, like, miniature, like, Pokemon figures, but you could tell, like, the, the quality of it looked like it was it was bootleg, basically. <laughs> and there were even, like, bootleg Dragon Ball figures that I had picked up, and they didn't really have any articulation. Like, the arms and legs would just go up and down, and then the parts would fall off. Um, and <laughs> there was also, like, a, a really bootleg Pikachu alarm clock. And, like, I've I've googled images of it and just to kind of remind myself of what it looked like and it's it clearly does not look like pikachu and it had the most obnoxious alarm and it wasn't even it was just a bird chirping what and then the a, like a man's voice saying wake up wake up Ew, so it wasn't again it was not officially sanctioned pokemon merchandise but i i wanted to get it because it, it looked like pikachu
0: talk about ripping you from your sleep something yeah. like that <laughs> yeah
1: um but that, that was my experience with, again, the the vast availability of anime merchandise back in the day because there really was no merchandise.
0: Yeah, let's be honest. Anime merch was basically only available through vendors at anime conventions where shit was like the price was jacked up astronomically. At, at least for us in Chicago here at small stores in Chinatown where you knew that shit mm-hmm. was all knockoffs and like definitely bootleg. And on eBay, if you were willing to spend the the money and the time waiting for it to ship to you. Uh, and a lot, to your point with Mewtwo and Explosions, a lot of anime merch was really obnoxious or kind of gaudy or maybe a bit tacky. Stuff that I, I definitely wanted, but would also definitely never use or wear in public. Um, and then when anime anime merch stores started popping up, like Too Cool That You Mentioned, but even then that was a little bit kind of bootleggy. Um, but as anime merch stores started popping up, it was mostly stuff that was plushies, wall scrolls, keychains, and knockoff anime figures.
1: All right. Now I'm remembering like the Sanrio stuff my Oh, yeah. Bought. All the Sanrio <laughs>
0: stuff mixed in with the anime stuff. Yeah. So we had like little to no access to anime merchandise. Even buying um, DVDs or, like, box sets for anime, uh, or, again, yeah. the soundtracks. Um, all that stuff was very hard to come by unless you were able to get your hands on it through eBay and then wait six months before it fucking arrived to your house.
1: Now that reminds me of when Walden Books was a thing Walden at mall, Books, that's right. right. That like, was one
0: of the first where you we were able to yeah. get stuff.
1: Yeah, like, one of the few places that would have, like, the anime DVDs or, like, even manga, but yeah, it was just a really... Like, maybe one shelf <laughs> of <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> Tucked uh, away in the back corner yeah. of the
0: store. <laughs> yeah, even manga availability. And, again, we're we're anime-only people, but I did read some manga when I was starting to become a weeb because, of course, I'm going to explore manga back in the day. Um, that was buried in with the comic book, quote-unquote, section. So even though it looked like a whole section, it was actually a small portion of a section of the store. Um, And you would pretty much only have big name stuff. Like everything from Clamp was there. um, And that was pretty much the the shit that I I started reading. But yeah, the availability there was was pretty slim. Um, And uh, I think I have like very little of my original anime merch. Just some stuff that I feel very nostalgic about. But a lot of it, again, was stuff that like I was willing to have in my bedroom but I didn't want people to see because it was very, very, very otaku-like.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I still have like a some miniature, again, bootleg Pikachu.
0: <laughs> you know what? Keep it. It's just just for the hell of it. Just yeah, keep it forever. It's like, it's
1: super chubby. Like the, <laughs> I, I get like the 90s Pikachu was a little on the chubby side compared to the, the one now, but like this was obscenely. An like... obese Pikachu. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I think like the the very small moments that we had as anime fans, um, with I don't know anime merch or just things in general, it kind of came from moments like where Burger King had their Pokemon um happy meal with a kid's meal toys it was a kid's meal i think a lot of us know exactly the ones that that i'm referring to with the like the fucking pokeballs that actually opened up and inside were the quote-unquote gold-plated pokemon cards like that was so fucking cool back in the day and we didn't have to deal with scalpers hoarding all of them so you could easily get your hands on them
1: well my mom traveled to several different burger kings she wanted to, them or like she knew like i love pokemon oh. so she like so thanks mom thanks for putting it she's the original here. hoarder yeah.
0: original scalper.
1: <laughs> but no like, she was all for for me and my sister so. i know we gotta
0: find that shit we were talking mm. about this the other day actually because we were at each of our parents house for for the thanksgiving holiday and i was like i gotta find my gold plated pokemon cards i know they're somewhere uh, my sisters had some as well we we Combine them all, and I don't remember where we put them, but they are there somewhere. And I feel like that and just Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and Digimon cards were like another moment where we had some some like access to anime merchandise, um, but that's because those were pretty popular, and they weren't viewed as like anime merchandise by the mm-hmm. majority of people. It was just these kid shows um, where they had playing cards or trading cards. So now let's talk about being an anime fan today, because... It's just incredibly different.
1: It's like a yeah, 360 <laughs> spin. I don't know.
0: It's like, I mean, anime truthfully is becoming pretty damn mainstream. And there's a lot of pros that come with that. But I feel like there's also a lot of cons that come with that, or at least a handful of cons. Um, and I want to start off by talking about the wide acceptance of liking anime. Because we shared our experiences that, at least for me, I was... Not comfortable with broadcasting that I liked anime. And then you look at us now and I have an anime tattoo. We we named one of our dogs after Ayn from Cowboy Bebop. We have a fucking anime podcast. Like it's, we just don't care, I guess, in a sense of what people think about us because there are so many more people in our corner, quote unquote. There are so many more anime fans out there um, where we feel comfortable knowing that there are people who will accept that and and appreciate our love of anime
1: and i think that's yeah it's just coupled with you know just as we grow into adulthood like you don't really give a fuck what other people think Um, yeah but also like like you said like we us being like not the outcast but you know um not the non-normies of our generation (laughs) like we all grew up too and because of that mindset of again not giving a fuck what people think like we just all started to be more open about sharing a passion for anime and i think that's also just kind of contributed it to why the genres is becoming more popular and i wouldn't want to say like mainstream but it seems like it's heading in that direction too
0: i think people are realizing that anime is actually really good Like there's more out there than Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Card Captor. There's some actual really good, not to say that those aren't really good, but there's some really good and unique parts of of the anime um, genre that, I don't know, like people are discovering, like Attack on Titan. Like I'm sure a lot of people normally wouldn't have discovered that if it weren't for the hype and how fucking good that show is, kind of opening their eyes to what anime has to offer. And it's funny, my sister, uh, one of my sisters was telling me, because she did an internship with, um, with some high school kids or maybe junior high kids. I'm not sure. You know what? I think it actually, they're younger than that. They're either elementary or junior high kids. But either way, um, during the pandemic, obviously everyone was remote. So they would do Zoom calls. And she was telling me that like almost a third of those kids had anime pictures as their profile pictures on these Zoom meetings. Hmm. A lot of them being my hero. A lot of them being Todoroki. Because, yeah. you know, everyone stems for Todoroki. And she was asking about that and she's like, Who are these characters? And I'm like, They're from they're from My Hero. It's a really big show right now. And I was so surprised, kinda of pleasantly surprised, that kids of that age nowadays, and I sound like a fucking old person saying it like that, but yeah, people in elementary school and junior high today feel comfortable enough to make their their pictures on fucking Zoom meetings, anime characters, and they were edited with like little hearts and shit around Totoroki. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: We tried to do that if like back in our day we would get pummeled after school oh my god yeah logging
0: on to aim can you imagine logging mm. on to aim after school and having like an away message that references an anime or something people would be like what the fuck is that yeah
1: i feel like to fit in you'd have to put like a basketball player or, something.
0: <laughs> or like not make your username anything related to, to anime yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was kind of cool. I'm I'm glad to see that um, the younger generations are seemingly more accepting of anime, um, because no one wants to feel, you know, left out or isolated because it's something they really enjoy.
1: I think My Hero is a perfect example. Like, it, there are characters in that that kind of appeal to every kind of person too. Yeah. Um, so that that probably is a factor as well as to why those kids wanted to put mostly todoroki as their (laughs) pictures but
0: and i think streaming and availability of anime has a, a huge part to play in that because you can find again really good shows out there just by jumping onto netflix or jumping onto hulu or you know getting a crunchyroll account and jumping on that way and plus there's a lot of celebrities out there nowadays that are pretty open about their passion for anime the first one that comes to mind, because I'm a big fan of hers, even before I knew she liked anime, is Megan the Stallion. She's, like, fearless about it. She'll she'll post on Instagram, and she'll always oftentimes end with, like, a throwback picture from, like, a, a good anime, like Black Clover or Naruto mm-hmm. or Inuyasha. I was excited about the Inuyasha one. She had a picture of Kagomi and Koga. I'm like, I feel you. I feel you on that one. Um, and she's even gotten, like, her nails done with... I think she had, like, a... Could have been Demon Slayer. I'm not sure. But she gets her nails done with different anime themes and stuff. And in some of her songs, I think she references Naruto. I think Sasuke in particular in one of her songs. I haven't watched Naruto, so I'm not entirely sure. But my point is that she she's very open about it. And I fucking appreciate that. And I think that really helps with some of the younger generation feeling comfortable to talk about their love of anime as well.
1: I think like I i know on the flip side in in sports like there are are athletes that have been more open about watching anime or being fans um in major league baseball uh this year the 2021 american league mvp who is shohei otani who happens to be of japanese descent um he i remember at his at the angels home games um people posted videos online where his walk-up song was lost in paradise from Jujutsu Kaisen, the, the ED for Jujutsu Kaisen, um, because he he loved that show so much. Um, even in the NBA, um, there's a player on the 76ers, uh, his name is Joel, Joel Embiid. Um, I think the 76ers had made the playoffs. I don't, I'm not a big NBA person, but before those playoff games, um, he would watch an animate to just kind of like calm down before a big game and there's a video of him like sitting on the bench or like lying down on several chairs um watching dragon ball z on his phone so that's kind of (laughs) it's just cool that like again these these larger than life people that like megan the stallion shohei otani um they they just openly share their passion for anime
0: or even michael b jordan didn't he do some collab with like coach or somebody i'm like i'm gonna look it up because michael b jordan loves anime as well um and i'm pretty sure he did a collab where he put out some like clothing and merchandise um i think it was with naruto
1: i know that uh his character in black panther uh was a killmonger the first out one of the outfits that we see him in which is kind of like a body armor type um he i'm pretty sure he said the design of that was influenced by vegeta's look yeah so
0: (laughs) yeah and i'm looking at up here it was michael b jordan's collab with coach and they came it was like all naruto inspired um stuff it wasn't anything too crazy but they had some of the symbols from naruto again i haven't watched naruto so i'm not exactly sure but that's pretty fucking cool not only is it a celebrity's clothing line it's a collaboration with a like an entry-level luxury line like coach so that's which is entry level okay maybe it's not like i don't know i feel like it's entry level compared to like, like, like i don't like know Gucci i don't or know fashion, but
1: <laughs> i just thought you know like when i heard um that naruto was doing a collab with coach like again, i can't imagine hearing that back when i was like 12.
0: yeah like, that <laughs> that was absolutely that would be absolutely unheard of and i think they take inspiration from that because for any jojo fans out there you may be aware that jojo has had many collabs with many designers specifically high-end luxury designers like there was a jojo and gucci collab where iraqi actually drew some some promotional material with um, some of the characters like bucharetty jolene i think maybe rohan as well in gucci garb and i'm like that's fucking cool i wish we had that here and lo and behold we're starting to with the michael b jordan coach collab and some of the other ones that have come out
1: you know why because they know that weebs have money. <laughs> well, like, they know that weebs <laughs> they spend, spend their money. Yes. They may not
0: have money, but they they will spend it. So, I mean, yeah. If they want anime figures, they'll they'll fucking buy them somehow. Yeah, they are
1: tapping into that market hardcore. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, some other celebrities or I guess noteworthy people that I I have here, um Elon Musk is an oh, open anime right. fan yeah. and Elon Musk is a, a wild dude all around, so I'm not entirely surprised that he likes anime. But yeah, he's definitely tweeted about anime a number of times.
1: Yeah, I think someone asked him, like I think he mentioned watching Death Note. So someone asked, of course he watched. Death <laughs> someone <laughs> asked, of <who> course <laughs> <was>, he did. <laughs> his favorite character was, and I'm pretty sure he said L. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Uh, maybe we'll tweet at Elon Musk at some point. And uh, also Japan's somewhat new prime minister um fumio kishida said that he's a demon slayer fan and that he would support the anime and manga industry because he wants to bring more revenue and more um more light to that industry so that's pretty fucking cool
1: yeah on the other side sometimes it feels like you know now that there's so many celebrities that are opening up about anime some of them only mention liking it because they think it's sort of like trending the one person that comes to mind Remember uh, Khalid had like a My Hero shirt yeah, in he know, wore one of his pictures?
0: I think he had All Might. During one of his concerts, he wore an All Might t-shirt.
1: Yeah. And that's the last I heard of him like mentioning an anime.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I could see that. I feel like the one that comes to mind for me is when Kim Kardashian said that she likes anime, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like they, they love it for a hot minute, and then whatever is... Next popular, they'll move on to that.
0: Yeah, that one's questionable. Um, but yeah, I don't. know. I think it's that helps with a lot of traction is celebrities making the lo- making loving anime more of a normalized thing. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucks though that it takes celebrities to to make that normalized versus just trusting the anime community, the anime fandom. But you know, th- it helps, I guess.
1: I think there are other facets of. Like life that are starting to recognize that too. Um, going back to merchandise, I think anime merchandise is so readily available even in stores that aren't related to anime
0: a hundred percent i mean you've got like anime specific stores like box lunch is a great one mm-hmm. um hot topic has gone from music to basically being an anime store <laughs> i remember spencer
1: yeah i remember being terrified of going into hot topic before and now it's it has like again the music stuff and now it's predominantly anime dude hot topic
0: was my jam because again i was goth before i was <laughs> (laughs) like a full-on full-on weeb so yeah I went to Hot Topic for the goth stuff and stayed for the anime stuff (laughs) but then you have stores like PacSun are now starting to sell anime merch where I'm like that's a stretch that's a little less obvious and then I did see I think you saw this too um, not entirely anime quote-unquote but there is a Nightmare Before Christmas manga and it did go viral recently that Cracker Barrel the restaurant for some fucking reason, is going to start selling the Nightmare Before Christmas manga at their storefronts that are part of their restaurants. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) That one was a real head-scratcher. I I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but it's happening.
1: (laughs) Again, I think these companies and corporations, they're just starting to realize that weebs have spending power even if they don't have spending money. Yes, yeah. so.
0: <laughs> you gotta be very clear about that. It is very much <laughs> a thing for weebs to spend money that they don't have on things that they don't need but really want. Yeah. And we say they, but let's us do. I mean, let's <laughs> be honest, I've bought some really expensive figures before. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Although there's one, I guess, critic or one caveat to, again yeah, get like these companies or like the availability of Merch Now, um, more so on the negative side, uh, so there's McFarlane toys um they primarily produce like figures for american franchises they've done walking dead recently they acquired the license for dc so you're seeing a lot of like batman and justice league characters they've also acquired i think i guess the license for my hero academia and do you know where i'm going with this
0: yeah that shit is ugly (laughs) (laughs) so ugly i looked at some of those figures and i was like ew what is that
1: (laughs) a lot of them need severe quality control or like they need new character model designers because Bakugo, his hair looks fluffier than it does on the show honestly (laughs) they
0: all just look cursed these Mm -hmm. these figures are cursed and i'm i'm upset by it (laughs) so
1: yeah that's one like anime marketing strategy that needs to be worked on Uh, but thankfully again, with anime being so prevalent now, you have, like, the the quote-unquote, the, the legitimate Japanese companies, like like Good Smile, or um, Bandai, or whoever, like Tamashii Nations, um, producing high-quality figures. Um, and even now, I think certain companies are doing, like, leveled pricing um, for figures, too. So even if you can't afford, like, the $600 All Might statue or whatever, Um, you can get like the Pop-Up Parade figures. Yeah, Pop-Up
0: Parade is surprisingly very good quality. Like Looks-wise, the characters are pretty spot on for the price point that they're at. And I Mm -hmm. did see, of course, the Inuyasha line that came up with Pop-Up Parade, where they have Inuyasha, Kagome, Sashomaru, and Kikyo, and I bought all of them immediately. Mm -hmm. But for the price point and how nice they look, I'm seriously surprised.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad that... I guess in the anime figure industry it's going towards this like tiered pricing whereas before again you'd either have bootleg or you'd have to pay up the asshole for for nice anime figures.
0: <laughs> but let's let's talk a little bit more about pros and cons in the, the realm of merch because I think a huge pro um, is with, with the increased availability of anime merch, is that now you have anime merch that's cool and aesthetic and stuff that I actually would use or wear in public. I have a lot of anime t shirts, a lot of anime sweaters, um, anime jewelry that doesn't look obnoxious or mm-hmm. really, I don't know, otaku like or, um, you know, tacky. It's stuff that I, I would enjoy and I would want to show off to other people. And I think that's a huge pro of of the availability increasing nowadays. A con, though, I think you kind of alluded to this a little bit, is just the cash grab that we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. And it's not with anime merch. I mean, it's definitely with the availability of anime as well across these streaming sites, which we'll get on, uh, we'll touch on in just a second. But in the realm of anime merch, I feel like some places are selling anime merch that. It's just a clear cash grab, like the one that you talked about with McFarlane or whatever it's called. Um,
1: McFarlane or McFarlane Toys. I can't. McFarlane Toys.
0: (laughs) They're just so... I'm sorry. I'm just going to say They're fucking ugly. And I'm like, this is a huge cash grab. There's no way that they looked at these and thought, yes, this is a quality product that we are proud to sell. And these look just like the anime characters from the show. This is clearly a cash grab and it's kind of frustrating. And there's a lot of other places, too, where they sell anime merch for whatever reason, but it either looks disgusting. Disgusting is a mean word. It looks <laughs> it looks bad um, or it just doesn't make any sense for them to be selling it, but there's a profit to be made. So then they they decide to sell it.
1: I think one su- suspect of that is Funko, with the yeah. pop figures. Oh, God, like look at me, I I've collected pop figures over the years, but now I've started to slow down just because again, there are there are other figures you could get related to anime that like look more like 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 the the characters you love.
0: Yeah, Funko. I I also have some, and they're mostly the the old school or OG pop figures that came out because back then it, it was a somewhat unique concept mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of a, a cool aesthetic but now they're just making anything and everything yeah. and half the time I look at these these pop figures and I'm like but why? Why did you make that? Who who would want to buy that? And mm-hmm. even for certain things where you think you know they there's like a character or a show that people would buy them from, they have like a thousand variations of them. Some extremely obscure and again I'm like why?
1: Or even they not like Funko also has like other lines of figures. Um, there's one, I don't know if it's Funko though, but it looks like a overblown Lego figure and the eyes just look. We saw the it's like the My Hero figures. Do you know what I'm talking
0: oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so.
1: I'm looking at the figure right now. It's on Box Lunch. It's actually a My Hero Academia ornament, but like I can't tell if it's trying to be cutesy or like anime looking, but I would never buy this.
0: Yeah, they look, they look deranged, I don't know. When you showed it to me, I was like, no, no thank you, hard pass. I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who would buy it, but I don't know. I, I like to curate my anime merch and my figures. Um, to stuff that I really, really want, um, or looks really, really nice, and I would not put this in the realm of looking really nice. You just sent me a picture of Medoria. Like, <laughs> this looks cursed. it <laughs> looks cursed. Stuff of nightmares. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that there is that that is certainly a con with um, these stores selling anime merch. Is they'll just sell whatever because people will buy whatever versus really putting some some genuine thought into what the anime fandom would be interested in and what um, what we would appreciate and want to put on display yeah so that that's a that's a big um thorn in my side for sure and kind of taking that idea and and looking at other companies outside of companies that sell anime merch there's quite a quite a number of companies out there that use anime for like advertising purposes and most of them don't do it right Um, but i do want to start off with one of the companies that is doing it right and that's fucking arby's yes arby's the fast food chain they were... here in the u.s <laughs> arby's roast beef sandwiches they must have hired weebs on their marketing team because they're doing something real right
1: they are the pioneers of like anime references on social media at least like on the from the corporate side i guess
0: <laughs> do you remember when that first started because this is back when i was still active on facebook i i haven't gone on facebook in so fucking long but i remember out of nowhere i started getting like ads for arby's and like people were sharing them they were going viral And it was these very obscure, but still very obvious to anime fans, like references to anime. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I thought it was fan made at first. And then I looked and it was on the official Arby's page. And there were a number of them that came up. I think they started with video games and they kind of made their way into anime. And I'm like, this is cool. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah, where they
1: take like the the ketchup and draw certain characters or like the cardboard from the uh, food packaging. Like, I remember like to
0: sculpt characters and I was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah, I remember
1: like I think they did a Gundam once and it was just so elaborate, but Yeah, I think it's just like they probably hired a millennial who really loved video gaming anime. (laughs) I that (laughs) person deserves a
0: raise. That person or that team absolutely deserve raises and promotions because it's absolutely brilliant. And I think the reason I appreciate that versus some other companies using anime for advertising purposes is because the way Arby's went about it was very Um, like it wasn't try hard. It was very genuine. You could tell whoever was doing this really loved the video game or the anime where it came from because it was just a simple image using Arby's materials um, of a certain character. Or like a weapon from a game or an anime and then the the caption was just a simple like reference to the mm-hmm. anime it wasn't like look at our fucking sword you know cloud sword from final fantasy 7 or looking at look at this fucking gundam that we made it was just like a a very simple reference where you know two anime fans talking about an anime you would kind of have that same reference where you don't need to dive into the details you know exactly what that person's talking about and here it was the same situation and i loved it I think they still do it sometimes. I think they've kind of tapered off a little bit, but I thought it was very well done and the appreciation for the anime was there and that's what makes the difference.
1: Yeah, I think, again, like Arby's was probably the pioneer for incorporating anime into social media, but it's had limited success in, I guess, other with other companies or businesses.
0: The one that comes to mind for me and I, I saw it once so really i can't speak much to it but i think the nba had an anime ad
1: um i don't know if it was the nba i you might be talking about uh, bleacher report which is like a sports journal like journalist um I, I, maybe a blog um sometimes they make anime inspired music videos to hype up like nba players or nba seasons recently i think for this season they did naruto because they had a logo that looked like the naruto shippuden um opening and it said instead nba is back that's my that might be what you're referring
0: to oh maybe i saw it on twitter it did go viral for Mm -hmm. a minute but not for a good reason
1: okay and i know like before they i think last year during the playoffs they did they redid the opening for cowboy bebop but it featured like basketball players instead of like the the characters from the show um yeah it's cool but like it's also really crudely drawn
0: (laughs) yeah I think whatever I watched and it, it may have been that there was some what I was reading was mostly negative or just kind of sus because it felt very try hard and kind of a cash grab and that's that can be the same with a lot of other anime inspired advertising that we see nowadays and again I think that's what separates what Arby's did from some other companies because when it feels try hard and it feels like a cash grab, we realize it right away. As anime fans, we know whether you're being genuine or not.
1: You know who did it right though? And I'm watching one of their advertisements right now, Taco Bell. Do you remember when they did a Nacho Fries Are Back commercial? Oh it yeah, it didn't it?
0: have like mechs in it?
1: Yeah, I'm watching right here. I can send you the link.
0: Yeah, I thought that one was very well done. It was still kind of slightly reaching in my opinion um because it was nacho fries but you can tell they put a lot of effort into it and they they tried to make it into something special so i i can appreciate that but again that goes back to is there a genuine effort there is there um a genuine understanding of the anime fandom and what anime is all about and why people love it or is it just hey this looks like it could make us some profit because this is becoming a a mainstream thing should we just throw out an anime advertisement
1: how many people do you know that go to taco bell that also love anime
0: a lot <laughs> <laughs> so I, I,
1: that's why I feel like they were kind of doing it right and like this is not like half-assed anime animation quality like this looks like it was done by MAPA but it just probably wasn't um, which is why I found it so fascinating another thing that comes to mind again on the more cringeworthy side is I remember seeing an article about a job posting advertisement and I can't remember who it was for if it was for like the TSA, or like for um, like college, like campus jobs, but the advertisement it featured anime characters, or like jobs drawn in anime form. Do you remember this?
0: I don't know if I heard about that, and I'm but, scared. <laughs> I'm yeah, scared I, to hear I was about trying these. to
1: find the article because I think one of our friends had shared it, and I I was trying to find the article again, but like it was clear that who they were trying to target but just the way that they had drawn the characters again to emulate in the anime style was it was not it did not look well it just didn't like, land yeah <laughs>
0: yeah 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 it's again it's a toss up it just depends on how they go about putting that advertisement or whatever together who's behind it and if they understand the community mm-hmm. and to that point i do want to make sure we touch on streaming services and the availability of anime so obviously the availability of anime is leaps and bounds what it used to be um almost everything that comes out is available on some platform granted you have to have like six different streaming platforms to be able to access all of the anime that comes out but we have things like simulcasts and um and of course dubs are more available because more anime is is popular and and is out there for people but there's this beef, that this ongoing beef that I have, and I think you feel similarly, with Netflix, for example, where they, they're very much a powerhouse or trying to become a powerhouse in the anime industry. But a lot of what they do doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel like they understand us as anime fans. And they keep putting out... I don't know, like mediocre anime. They have some good stuff, don't get me wrong. Um, But a lot of it is mediocre um, or is poorly received by the community, but they keep doing that same shit. And this is a future topic that we'll have. I think we we do want to dive a little bit more into the state of the anime industry and how we feel about anime becoming more mainstream outside of just being an anime fan. But I do want to at least mention that, you know, you've got Netflix who is trying to, Get into the anime game but what feels like from a cash grab perspective but then you also have like disney or disney plus where they came out with um star wars visions and i feel like that was pretty well received and, and felt mm-hmm. pretty pretty genuine right
1: yeah although i think disney took the the positive reactions from star wars visions and went on to announce that they were <laughs> putting together a slate of anime titles for disney plus
0: and how was that received
1: I think people were just kind of like, what the hell?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like, I don't know. There's this weird thing where I personally want streaming services to give us, I don't want to say like real anime, but genuinely Japanese anime without trying to do anything else. Like, I just want you to give me access to legitimate anime and that's it. I don't want you to do all this other stuff. You don't have to make your own shit. You don't have to make live actions. Just give me access to anime so that I can watch it.
1: I think if we're talking about streaming services, like Crunchyroll has been going in a a little bit more of a positive direction than Netflix has. I feel like they, they curate some of their titles more so that they're not just shelling out things like Netflix has. Well, um, yeah,
0: that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, they are dedicated to anime. Right. And I'm sure many people on their team, um, you know, they're they're fucking weebs just like us. So they get it. There's more, um, more of a genuine effort there versus the try hardness of what Netflix has been trying to do.
1: I feel like what's happening is similar to what Disney had done with um, Marvel and like creating the Marvel Cinematic Universe um, because... Thinking like ten, fifteen years ago, superhero movies weren't really that popular. But once the MCU was introduced, it like it just took over a, as like a mainstay of cinema, um, and making superheroes mainstream. So I feel like that's what's happening now with anime kind of following, or like these companies realizing that anime is another untapped market, and so they want to follow a similar model, but. I just hope it, again, it's not at the expense of like the, the industry, um, like trying to bow to like these corporate overlords <laughs>
0: 100%. And to be fair, there there's a lot of people out there who enjoy the stuff that Netflix has been doing like their their anime originals and all this stuff. The live action I'm sure has has some decent fans. And the argument could be towards someone like me, well you can simply just not watch the Netflix stuff and that's fine. Like that that's fine. Like I I won't. I won't watch it if it if I feel like it's not genuine if I feel like it's it's going to be Um, you know, not up to snuff. But now Netflix is starting to do do things, and I know we've mentioned this a number of times here on Strictly Anime and on Strictly Jojo. They're starting to do things like grab the rights to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Mm -hmm. Stone Ocean, and then do 12-episode dumps. Like, they're they're now starting to infringe on, like, what we as anime fans love about watching anime and, and how we go about watching anime. And now they're starting to encroach on that and I get I get really nervous about oh, yeah. it.
1: I think they're seeing us as dollar signs more than a, as a community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that because again, I think we do plan to have a future episode on how we feel about this rise to mainstream and about the anime industry, but at, at, to, to this point of our topic of being an anime fan then versus now, I do still appreciate, I very much appreciate the availability of anime on different platforms, even platforms like Netflix and Hulu that are not dedicated to anime. It does suck having to, you know, have like six different accounts, six different streaming services because (laughs) different rights are sitting with different places like Funimation, High Dive, Crunchyroll, et cetera, et cetera. But compared to what we had to go through before, this is a godsend, it really is. So I wanted to close it out with our hopes for the anime community the anime fandom in the future so do you do you like the direction that anime is heading and how it's impacting us as anime fans is there anything that you'd like to change or see done differently um you know what, what are your thoughts around that
1: no i'm glad to see like the growth of the community and the interest in anime um it, it seems like it's becoming a more widely accepted form of entertainment. I do think there needs to be a balance with what we had just discussed, um, with all of these again, corporations, companies wanting to cash in on the anime game, um, so it doesn't it doesn't take away, I guess, the soul of the fandom or the industry. And I guess on the flip side, you know, with it growing, I hope that there's less gatekeeping um, and more welcoming, um, because, you, like, I, I don't feel like I'm a self-proclaimed anime guru or expert by any means, um, but, you know, I, I feel like for me, having been part of this community for some time, I, I have, like, a responsibility to, to help it grow, um, by introducing people who might be interested in anime and giving them recommendations, so, I just hope like it, it continues this friendly atmosphere that I've I've embraced um, ever since watching or starting to watch anime. What about you?
0: I feel similarly. So for me, it's bittersweet because I also love the bigger anime community. And really, the anime community and, and fellow weebs, that's what drives my love for anime. I'm not saying I would stop watching anime if the community wasn't as amazing as it is but it just amplifies my love of anime because I just share it with so many other people who love it as much as I do. And I also love that I can, you know, nowadays be more comfortable about my love for anime and not um, not feel shy about telling my non-anime friends that I'm a weeb. For example, um, I remember a year or two ago, um, me and a bunch of my friends went to Michigan. We rented an Airbnb for like a, a bachelorette weekend and all of the girls wanted to watch... I don't know, some like chick flick that I really was not into. So I just kind of sat in the corner of the room and I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch anime over here. And they loved it. They were like, yeah, go do your thing. Like, no no big deal. And they they just associate me with being like the the anime person. And, and they really embrace that. And I'm very appreciative of that. But with that said, there was something special about being a part of something that was niche and unique mm-hmm. back then. As weird as it sounds, I feel slightly less special nowadays as an anime fan because there's so many more of us and again don't get me wrong i love that there's more anime fans out there and we can be more open but i don't know there was something kind of cool to know that you were part of a a very small close-knit community who just understood anime and the anime culture that most other people didn't understand so i think that's that's kind of one of the growing pains with any fandom or any you know pop culture thing out there
1: i feel like you and I are our generation. we kind of need like a, a pioneer badge to wear. <laughs> like what they do on like Reddit or whatever.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think being an anime fan nowadays is so much easier for lack of a better term than than being one back in the day again, just because of the availability of of shows, the availability of merchandise, the community, the openness about it. And I think it's fantastic and i'm I'm wanting to see it continue down this road. But to your point, like I, I think the catalysts for us having anime in our, our worlds again, the companies and streaming service and all services and all this, I hope that they don't kind of put a damper on on us as anime fans by doing things that make it harder to be an anime fan.
1: Right.
0: So there you have it. This was our uh, our analysis <laughs> on whether or not. Well, let's answer that question. Is it finally cool to like anime? Let's answer the big question of of this topic.
1: I'm just going to go back to what I said earlier. We crawled so you could run. (laughs) That is my answer. (laughs) My answer
0: is that it's mostly cool. I feel like anime is not 100% there yet. I don't think the stigma of liking anime is entirely gone because there's still people who feel it's kind of nerdy, similar to video games. There's still people Mm -hmm. out there who feel like it's kind of nerdy and uncool to like video games or like anime, but I feel like we're almost there. The vast majority of people either... Enjoy it as well, or they're very open to the idea yeah. of you know people that they know loving anime, and yeah, I feel like we're almost there to it finally being like full on cool to like anime.
1: Yeah, like I said before, it seems like anime is following what uh, Marvel had done with you know, the the MCU. Um, that hopefully, like sometime in the future, anime is gonna blow up. Not like <laughs> blow <laughs> like, up. Not like you know in a bad way, but just. Um, blow up as, again, a major part of the entertainment industry um, here in the West.
0: And to be fair, the growth of anime over the years has allowed us to do something like this. Start a podcast, have a podcast for a year, over a year and a half now. Um dedicated anime
1: podcast, Dad. It's called an anime
0: podcast, Dad. Called, yeah, an anime podcast, Dad. Um, it, the, the growth of anime has allowed us to do this, to, to be quote-unquote, indie anime podcasters and, as we always say, share our love of anime with other people who love anime. And I'm incredibly thankful for this. I love being able to talk about anime each week and have other people to talk to about that and with that said if you have any experiences that you want to share about being an anime fan back in the day or what you know what it's like to be an anime fan now please reach out to us and and you know let's let's start a dialogue about that because i do want to hear some experiences um and some of the other the other things that people have gone through through their anime journey
1: yeah, because you know we we've all been there. So I think that's what I like about this podcast too. Just because, like you said, it it's still a very niche thing to watch anime. Um, so hopefully, stuff like our podcast um, will allow people who aren't comfortable like sharing like their love of anime. Like hopefully, this will act as a platform for them to really open up.
0: We're here for you. You're here for us. You know, you join us every week, and we hope that we can be here for you um, so that you don't feel. As alone as we did back in the day. <laughs> we, are, we love anime as much as you do, and we're so glad that you join us every single week to talk through that or listen to us yap about it. I hope that this is enjoyable for people. Because really, you know, I'm not going to say we're trying to build a community around anime because one already exists, but we're here to to just share our love and appreciation for anime and all things anime. And that wraps up episode 63 of Strictly Anime. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash thestrictlyseries and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every Monday. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly Series and on Twitter at strictlyseries and connect with us there or on our website, thestrictlyseries.com to share your thoughts on the anime we review and what it's like to be an anime fan. You'll also find more info on Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Thank you so much for listening and being a fellow anime fan. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. I do want to try and find though. I think it's somewhere here in our house. Um, my old, it's not, I didn't have a binder. I actually had like a school planner. And I think in the back pages, I have like cut out photos of, in, 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 oh, I can't say it. Hang on. <laughs> why can't I say insane?
1: In sync?
0: Yeah. I was, why did I say insane? The
1: insane.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Hang on, hang on.